everyone, welcome to another edition of the Cricket Yorkshire podcast. I'm John Fuller, and in this episode, we're going to chat to the owner and founder of Painter Cricket, Dave Painter. Well, I thought we'd kick off with a bit about your background, actually. Obviously, you played professional cricket for North Ants. Um, I'm kind of reading up around you and painter i'm curious as to kind of what you experienced in county cricket that ultimately led to start your own business um i guess it was the dissatisfaction um of the availability of cricket shoes at that point yeah so as a as an ex-professional we um we didn't really go to the actual brands off the shelf and wear the shoes that were available to to the you know the customer we, we used to kind of go and buy a nice pair of trainers uh, uh which were more performance related um lightweight they look good obviously so they, they were a lot the aesthetic side of things were a lot more pleasing uh and then we used to get them spiked by by you know your old school cobbler basically so <laughs> You know, th- th- that was the process. And a lot of me and, and, and my peers at the time used to do this, a hell of a lot of professionals. So at the time, I wasn't in the entrepreneurial kind of mindset. I was, as, as obviously a cricketer, so I didn't think anything of it. Um, but when I came out of cricket, uh, I, I worked for my dad for quite a few years and, and then ended up leaving there just because I was, you know, I thought I needed to do something better really with my yeah. life. And I like I don't know what I want to do, but this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, so I think when you're backed up against the wall and, and you're doing what you need to do to pay the bills, that's when you really the best comes out of you, so to speak. So yeah. you know that's when I had this this light bulb moment, I guess, of developing this shoe which was geared around the performance of a, an athlete, in my case, a cricketer, um, because I, you know what I didn't realise I had was all the knowledge and the experience of being a cricketer and, and what was in the market and what the lads liked and what they didn't like. It was all upstairs. I, I knew it all. I knew, I knew the, the top players. I knew some England guys. So I knew the influencers. Uh, I just had to learn about creating a brand, yeah. um, getting a brand out globally, uh, marketing, distribution, accounts, um, sales, uh, you name it. I had to learn <laughs> else, which was the hard part. Um, but yeah, I just thought as soon as I had this idea, I thought that this is what, this is going to work this, you know, I, I didn't, this was right at the start. And I just thought there's such a big gap in this market, in this sport, that if I get this right and it won't happen overnight, it'll take a while. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a winner. And that's when, you know, I started the process off of, of trying to source factories going on Alibaba sending hundreds of emails, trying to find a factory, trying to get a design myself because I didn't have any funds behind me. Um, yeah, it was it was fun and games back then, yeah. to say the least. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, I mean, I could talk for, for a long time on that, but I, I won't, um, I'll, let you, I'll let you fire away of how you want to read that. Well, no, I'm just interested because I remember when Painter came out and I, my reaction was, Wow, that's brave because it's something you just don't mm. see. I know you, you know, you see brands pop up, but you, you just don't see a shoe company coming along in cricket who's going to compete with global brands. Yeah, you certainly don't see a former county cricketer thinking, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do that instead." I don't know, going into broadcasting or coaching or whatever it is. 
So yeah, it sort of, it made the world sit up. You obviously had a fantastic kind of launch initially, yeah. but um, do you ever pinch yourself and think, you know what, we're, we're doing it and we're, we're out there and, you know, we're up against all these brands and uh, you've made a splash. Absolutely. Um, there's been a few, few of those moments. One in particular was, I think it was in the first year and obviously traction was building and I was in, um, I think I was in a store or I was in an airport or something. I found a magazine and in the magazine was um, a picture of, I think it was four or five shoes and and the shoes and we were in the center. So my first shoe was in the center of these shoes and, and, and surrounded by, I think four global brands, Puma, Adidas, Asics and, and New Balance, I think. So we were right in the center of this and I'm thinking, wow. You know, look, look at that. I mean, I, I didn't even, we didn't pay for it. We didn't ask somebody to do it. It was just put there because these were the best five shoes on the market uh, a year after launching or whatever it was, not far off that. And it was a little bit of a pinch me moment back then. I mean, there's, there's a lot happened since 2018, but yeah. you know, it, as, an, as an entrepreneur, I think that's probably one of my downsides is actually appreciating the good times because you saw... You saw in, in into your brand and, and you know, I'm always wanting more because that's in my DNA. And I think that's how an entrepreneur thinks that, and it's how you grow your company and grow your brand, that you hit a milestone. It's like, great, it's fantastic, but I want something else now. I want to, I want more or I want a bigger order or I want a better shoe or I want to expand into another sport, you know? So that's just, it, it keeps us going, if that makes sense. Um, but I've definitely grown in that respect. But I, I guess to answer your question as well, that I didn't really see, I had the blinkers on about the, the competition and the other brands. It didn't really phase me about starting this shoe company up. I think because there were so many gaps in the other brands that they weren't capitalizing on. And I just thought if I can do this, 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 and this different to what these other global brands are doing and it and they allowed me to do it that was the problem I think if I'd have been in a different sport I'd have been a footballer or something like that those gaps wouldn't have been there because yeah. the big brand really focused their R&D and their spend on these products whereas cricket and, and probably a few other sports they don't really focus that heavily on it it's more of a presence for these brands to be there whereas the R&D budgets are not really there and they don't really have the knowledge and the experience of those sports. So that's the advantage that, that I had to start with. Um, and I just made sure I did everything the best I could do. So there was a time where my dad came and helped me a little bit and, and lent me a little bit of money to get, to get the launch going. And um, we found a, an agency and I had this vision. I said, Dad, I want this video. I want this animation video to launch this thing back in 2017. Uh, and he's like, what's one of them? <laughs> uh, and I said, well, it's this animation video. It's not an actual video of the shoe. It's an animation. So it looks exactly like the shoe and it's spinning round and it's up yeah. in there. And, the, and there's bullet points saying about this USP and that USP. And, and the customer can see visually what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. And it's a really good marketing thing. And he, and he went, how much is it going to cost? And he sat down. Uh, and I think it was something like four grand or five grand at the time, which was a lot of money. And, and he went, oh, we can't do that. 
I said, it's too expensive. I said, Dad, this is one thing I'm going to put my foot down on because this is going to be the best money spent and we get one shot to impress these people. And first impressions are really important. And that was the type of thing that I actually knew you know, I won't compromise on. And I said, this is what we're going to do. And and those things really helped us um, become that brand that we are today. And, and as opposed to just scrimping and scraping and doing a few photos on my phone or whatever, and, and then saying, this is the painter brand. You know, I, I made sure we didn't do that. So I think you've got to spend wisely, but be re- resourceful as well. Yeah. And I think, again, what struck me was with Painter when it came out, they're a very distinctive look, you know, from your branding and, you know, uh, the video and imagery and everything. Uh, and the shoe itself is very much different to what's out there. Um, so, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head in, in terms of a distinctive painter look, I suppose, which is what everyone wants, isn't it? You don't want to be confused with anything else in the shop and you want to go your own way. And, and I guess in terms of your story, uh, it's the comfort of a running shoe um, yeah. and with, you know, practicality of if you're a batsman, you're turning for a quick single, you want that grip. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and you know, yeah. your background, clearly yeah. you've got got the, the kind of uh, experience there. Well, I wanted to turn yeah. to... Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, it's, it's, it's totally... No, it's fine. It, it, it's mixing that um, leisure, aesthetic look with performance. So yeah. it's... All- Painter brand is all about performance, and that's uh, our strap line is performance multiplied. So, you know, that is contrasting two different elements and fusing them together to, to create a solution. So, yeah. that's where this brand's really evolved. And it started out in cricket, and now it's obviously branching out into golf with, with some fantastic, one of some of the best people in the golfing industry over in, in the States. And, and that's where the, the brand's going. So, we, we can't overlook the performance side of things because you can't just have a nice looking shoe. It's got to work in the market and it's got, the players have got to feel like, yeah, Dave knows what he's, he's talking about or so-and-so knows what he's talking about when he's, when he's trying to create a shoe, although it looks good as well, which is just a, a given in, in my case. I wouldn't, I'd never release something that I thought was ugly, even though it was, even if it was the best functioning shoe in the world, because you can't get past aesthetics. You know, in my opinion, when somebody walks into a shop, people are automatically drawn by visual. So it needs to look good. You know, it might not look as good, but it needs to look good. And then obviously the performance, the comfort, the price as well, obviously all come into play. So it's a, it's a whole package really for the painter brand. Fair enough. Well, um, let's talk family. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, yeah. N- knowing where I'm sort of going with this. Now you've yeah. kind of got some serious cricket heritage with your what's well, your great grandfather Eddie who played for England and Ashes. Um, yeah. I wondered how how much you knew about him and, and at what point you know was it something it's always you've always been aware of or did you learn it and then think actually this could be part of my um, story with a cricket shoe. Absolutely. Uh, good question because I, wo- I, I wasn't aware how important it was back in the day. Obviously, I knew that my great-grandfather played for England, although I never met, uh, uh, I never met Eddie. But um, my dad tells me a lot of stories. Obviously, uh, that's uh, his grandfather and um, fantastic stories. But just to have his name 
and the heritage in our family is, is incredible now. And I understand why now, because of the, you know, having heritage in a brand is you can't buy that. You know, you've either got it or you haven't. And I think we're lucky enough to have that. And I think at the time, I didn't understand how important it was, but we had, we had some crucial meetings with our designer. And, and in fact, the name Painter stemmed from the heritage that we already had in our background because it all made sense. Yeah. Um, and when we got presented this name and we dropped the E, which is obviously just making it a little bit different to my surname, but it sounds the same when you pronounce it. Um, it all links in back to the family heritage and we can talk about that as a brand and we can say, look, the painter brand stems back to the 1930s. You know, this is not just me being a professional cricket and saying I'm going to create a shoe. You know, it's in our DNA. It goes right back there and we've got a fantastic story of my great-grandfather in the Bodyline series over in Australia. And, uh, uh, you know, I told it to, I had a meeting yesterday, it's probably a little bit different, but a golf meeting and I told this this exact story to the to the to the golf guy and he was just blown away he went wow he said I did not know that story and this is golf you know and he went that is incredible story just to have in yeah. your locker you know and it's not made up it's all there you can google it you can watch videos and you know he had six to win the ashes you know and the the Douglas Jardine um gathers a team and says right we, we want to try and get this ball back from the from the young man who's got it in the crowd yeah. and tell we'll we'll sign a shirt from both teams but we want the ball in exchange that my great granddad hit into the crowd to win the ashes and they did and they got the ball back and they presented it to my great grandfather uh, with a plaque on you know and, and put it on two crossed bats you know that kind of thing is just incredible to have really yeah. uh, so we've, we've, we've definitely grown and I, will, I wasn't aware of how important it was when I started this brand, but I soon realised how, how important it was. And I think this has really struck a chord with everybody in not just cricket as well. So I think that's how important that is to us. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's um, anyone who knows that cricket knows about that particular bodyline series and Bradman and all the rest of it. And um, yeah. Eddie obviously played a key part in terms of his batting, uh, and I guess it in terms of cricket shoes, it mm. um, I know that you've got a, a new uh, body line sort of range of shoes, and I like the fact that you've kind of given a nod to that with different players from that era, kind of represented by a particular shoe. Could you give us a flavour of that? Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was again. It was kind of like all the stars aligned when we were having a brainstorm in the office. Yeah. And we were like, what are we going to call this new range? And we had the range set and we knew what it was going to be about. And um, and we said, what about, what about the body line? You know, and then we can tie in, yeah. we can call it numbers. Yeah. And then the numbers um, can actually represent certain players. So the, the bowling boot, obviously, as a bowler, you'd want a bowler to represent. Um, so we got Larwood, obviously, the, you know, the <laughs> One of the most famous fast bowlers in England have ever had, um, and then and then we was like, right, we've got an all-rounder shoe and we've got a batting shoe. So we've got to get my great granddad in there somewhere, and he was a batter. Yeah. But we've got Don Bradman, who was in that series, who is the best batter of all time. So <laughs> uh, how how do we how do we push Don Bradman out of the batting shoe for that? So we said, right, we're going to compromise with EP, and we're going to put Eddie in the 263, uh, which is the all-rounder. So we've okay. called 
which was Eddie's number. Uh, and then we've got the 225 for Larwood and the 124, which was Bradman's cap number um, for the batting shoe. So obviously when, when, you, when you're a brand and, and, and as you, you know, I've learned, uh, you can't just kind of use names and things. You've got to really just do your due diligence on, on what you can and can't do legally. Um, so we thought, like, let's do the number, which is a nice representation. We can we can run a story on it. We can do a quiz on it and say, can, can anybody guess about what these numbers represent? For example, there's lots of ways where you can spin your marketing on that as well. Um, so, yeah, so, so that were just perfect. And then obviously the body line range came around. Um, so yeah, it was it was, and, and it's it's still there now. Obviously, we're, we're pushing it back out this year. As, as obviously, COVID played a big part in in that last year. So we're really going back out now again. Yeah, and I'm curious. I suppose from a recreational club cricket point of view, um, you've got a shoe for different aspects for different types of player. Do you think people yeah. think like that? So uh, clearly, I think if you're a bowler, so. Um, I'm going back a bit, but I was a bowler for decades in club cricket and um, I wanted the kind of shoe that you brought out probably 20 years ago. So I would go for a running shoe um, yep. without spikes if it was dry enough, um, uh -huh. just because I preferred a light shoe uh, and that kind of thing. Um, so I suppose the bowling side's a bit more obvious, but with an all-rounder or a batter, do you think um, people think that way? Uh, and in what way do they change in terms of the needs of the shoe? I think, I think for us as a brand, it's down to us to to educate the player. So that's where the knowledge and the experience come in. And and I'd like to think, ninety nine times out of hundred, we're right. Um, and don't get me wrong, sometimes you do make mistakes, and and you live and learn by those. And that's just great. I like making mistakes because that's how you improve. Um, definitely, a bowling shoe is a bowling shoe, and I think depending on the type of bowler you are. Um, some people are quite light on the feet. Yeah. So even if you're a bowler, you might wear the all-rounder shoe, which we've kind we've tried to make as stable and durable as possible, more than the batting shoe, but not as um not as much as the bowling shoe without the strap and things like that. Yeah. But it's got it's got a very similar look and feel to it. Because some people are light, but then you've got your big guys like uh, I don't know, Stuart Broad or Plunkett, who were you know big six foot six, six foot seven guys, um, who really run in and, and whack down on that front foot, you know. And when you do that, there's something like eight to ten times your body weight goes through that front foot, yeah. you know. So there's an incredible amount of uh, weight and force and pressure that goes into that front shoe. So you couldn't realistically have those guys in the batting shoe, for example, because it'd probably blow out and they'd probably sprain their ankle or they just wouldn't have the stability and the, and you know, the, the everything that the bowling shoe needs and requires really. So the, the way the bowling shoe is structured is that, you know, there's a strategically placed strap, which is on an angle, which doesn't necessarily place your foot down in the shoe, but down and back. Okay. So it's about, it's about preventing that. It's about creating that angle, which reduces that foot from hitting the front of the shoe. So, you know, that it's all about preventing injury. You know, fast bowlers are renowned for being injured. So if we can try and reduce that injury rate by, you know, creating a good shoe for those bowlers, then, you know, we've, we've done our job basically. So there's, there's, there's padding, there's built-in padding around the toe. There's a double-layered 
um, upper, which is obviously needed for the bowling boot in particular, because of the, like I said, the amount of strain, the strap, uh, as I mentioned, and then the outsole, which is um, which I designed, which is it's got traction, but it's also got not too much traction for when you're hitting to the ground. Um, it shudders up through your foot basically. So we've got a five mil. Um, perimeter in fact i've got a shoe so let me just you'll be able to see yeah the perimeters um lugs are a lot bigger than the ones in the center yeah yeah. so when you slam down you, you're trying to reduce that shock into your foot which goes through okay. so this outsole is really important it's also got a, a a nylon um stability plate embedded inside this central piece there which which re reduces the twisting movement because obviously you, you you have a lot of footholds in in cricket and especially league cricket and, and professional cricket. So you've 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 got to really watch that ankle support and that you're not going to go over on your ankle. Yeah. So this all geared up about um, stability, durability, and really trying to um, reduce the risk of injury for those fast bowlers. Yeah. And um, in terms of, I suppose, next steps then, you mentioned obviously um, going into golf, but in terms of cricket, um, yep. we talked earlier about not standing still for you. So what's next? Obviously, Bodyline Series, again, yep. pushing that this year and trying to become better known than ever before and all the rest of it. But um, are you already thinking about the next thing coming along? Uh, we, we, we work probably at least two shoes in front of everybody else. <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the public. So, yeah, I mean, th this is this is um, old news to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, John, we're all, we're all, there's room for improvement, every brand. Nobody's ever nailed a product because there's always innovation. There's always something bigger and better. So with this shoe in particular, we're, we're working around the models. We've got a lot right. But now we're trying to reduce that weight. We're trying to make it much lighter, but um, keep the same durability and the strength of the shoe, which is it's tough to do. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's very close to being done. We've got um, we've got new ranges, which again are fantastic. We've got collaborations coming on. Uh, I've just got to be careful what I say because they're not really signed yet. Yeah. Um, but. We, we we have got a lot going on in the cricketing world. We've we've got um, an office in India, so we've got more of um, an entry level shoe for the Indian market. So we've 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 adapted a range to suit their market and their grounds and needs because it's a lot different to the likes of here and, and Australia, New Zealand. So there's there's a lot that goes into footwear. They're very complex things. Um, so we are we've got a lot going on and I would, what I would say within the COVID period is it give me that time to focus on, on the, the structure and the, the, you know, the, the platform of the company, the base of the company and getting all that right, which is so important. Yeah. Um, and obviously other opportunities as well, i.e. the golf, which came on, which allowed me to focus on that and get that up and running and really become a specialist performance, a performance footwear brand. Um, and not just a cricket brand, which was always the goal. It, you know, it was cricket's fantastic. It's great. It's what I know. It's what I'm, I'm good at. But now that we've grown the cricket side of things, it's attracting other people to get involved with other sports and really do what we've done in cricket into those sports as well.
And I suppose I'm curious, I think I saw you, well, be a couple, maybe last year or the year before at a, a ground in Yorkshire. I want to say Brad from Bingley, but um, I could be wrong. But the question is, um, I'm, you know, running a business as you do, do you ever allow yourself some time off or a chance to actually watch a game of cricket and uh, attempt to chill out? Um, I don't do enough. Yeah. Uh, to be honest. Although I do, I do, I, I've just got a busy life. I mean, it, it is crazy busy. And I think the more, the bigger you, gr the bigger you grow, you, the busier you get. You, you, I'm, put, I'm always getting invited to things and do's and this and that. And, and it, but you, you know, at the end of the day, and what I am pretty good at is focusing on family. You know, they're, they're my number one priority, my kids and my wife and, and immediate family. And, and, you know, I neglected a lot of that when I set Painter Brand up because I was so focused on this thing and I became a little bit obsessed, you know, not sleeping. And then I was in the house, but, you know, the wife's talking to me, but I'm not there kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm just talking to a, you know, brick wall, basically, you know, and I've, I've, I've tried to get that work balance life right, which I'm a lot further forward with now than I was a few years ago. And that's super important because life's short, you know, and you, and before you know it, you know, I've turned 40 now, so I'm no spring chicken, um, you know, and, and time flies and, and my kids are growing up, you know, so I, do, I make a conscious effort to, to walk my daughter to school every morning, you know, get some exercise in, deal with who I need to deal with in whatever country, but, you know, have the downtime as well, you know, try and not look at the phone on an evening try and get out for a game of golf or go and see some friends that still play league cricket uh, if I can and, and take the family with me, you know, so you're killing two birds with one stone, really. Um, but it is tough. I'm not going to lie, John, because I, I, you can't take out who I am and that entrepreneur, you, you can't let things, if you take the foot off the pedal, that's when I get worried and, and I might not need to do, but you do just it's just instinct to do because you always want to keep going you want to keep relevant you want to keep doing the best you don't want to miss an opportunity you know so you can't take your eye off that so it's just getting that work um life balance correct which is tough really it is um but it's exciting as well i mean it's been really exciting to see what you've done in a very short space of time compared to yeah. other bigger brands out there um Mm. I suppose I, I better wrap this up and let you crack on with either a round of golf or calling different countries or whatever you've got going. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate the time to talk to you. And um, yeah, we'll hopefully catch up again around sort of cricket and shoes. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, John. It's been great. And it's just nice to get the, get the story out there. Um, I, I love telling the story because if I can give a little bit of inspiration, not just to, you know, professional cricketers, but, just anyone really, because I, 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 you know, I didn't go to university or I didn't get A-levels, you know, I was never, you know, academic as such, but it doesn't, it's not the be all end all. It doesn't mean that, you're not, you know, you're not going to make a success of your life. And I think, you know, if I can inspire a few people just to take a little bit of a calculated risk um, and, and follow your dreams, you know, and really go for it. Because if you don't try, if I'd have never tried, to contact China or a manufacturer and, and, and trust in my idea and my own feeling, my own gut, I wouldn't have been where I am today and I'd have probably just been, you know, 
got a normal job like everybody else. But, you know, just, you know, you've got to take a little bit of risk in life because you don't want to live with too many regrets. And that's, that's how I, you know, like to finish that on. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I thought it was a cracking look at business, um, yeah, adventure and sort of a life story that's fascinating. As I said at the start of this podcast episode, it is a real success story as well. It's someone who's taken a leap of faith, you know, all sorts of exciting adventures involved with running your business. Uh, and it's really fascinating to see their journey. And of late, obviously, they're launching new product lines. They've moved into golf. Uh, there's there's new partnerships coming down the line, as he hinted at, Dave, uh, in the interview. So there's a lot going on. Um, and I ought to say there is also a discount, and we all love a discount, so here's a cracking one for you. Anyone who uh, is fancy fancies checking out painter.com, uh, now I ought to say it's P-A-Y-N-T-R.com, so no E in there. Um, painter.com, Google it, you'll find it, I'm sure. Um and if you fancy a bit of a discount, we've got one through Cricket Yorkshire. So we've partnered with Painter this year. Uh, and all you need to do is shop around, look at their cricket range online. So they do various cricket shoes, they do trainers, uh, they've got active wear, so hoodies, caps, that kind of stuff. Uh, the only thing this discount doesn't cover is their golf range, because that's new and obviously anything in a discounted or a sale capacity already, which is fair enough. But apart from that, you can go on and shop and get a 20% off discount through Cricket Yorkshire. All you need to do is check out, get to the point where you're actually going to pay and there's an option to put in a coupon code. Uh, put in Yorkshire20, so Yorkshire can be caps or uncaps, I'm not sure. I normally, I've shopped with them and tested it and it generally caps probably works. I'm not sure about different upper lower case. But anyway, Yorkshire20 is the key thing. Uh, and you'll see if it's worked, it should take 20% off straight away. You can use that uh, multiple times if you feel like in a few months' time uh, you're getting towards the end of the series, um, summer and your spikes are knackered, you need, need some new shoes uh, or you want to treat yourself to a bit of clothing, whatever it is, uh, keep using it, enjoy it, share it. Um, I get a bit of a kickback. I suppose um, not everyone shares when they partner up um, that business side of it, but it's a way for me to make a, a small percentage on a sale uh, and you know goes towards all sorts of costs to do with Cricket Yorkshire, like hosting and a million other things to do with the, the website. So, um, yeah, I if you buy stuff through painter.com using that, uh, I get a, a small kickback. Um, and if millions of you do it, then brilliant. I can pay for hosting and various other stuff. But it's not really about that, frankly. Um, it's great to partner with a brand that uh, is, is kind of riding the crest of the wave. And, uh, and yeah, I thought regardless of sort of discounts and all the corporate side of it, I just thought it was a really, really interesting story and something a bit different for the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed that. If you fancy going shopping, crack on and have fun. Uh, and we'll catch up again for another episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm.